Father God, I stretch my hands to thee. Yes. No other help I know. If thou with God thyself and me, all other Thank you, Lord, for keeping your hands on me. Thank you, Lord, for always providing. Thank you, Lord, for always keeping. Thank you, Lord, for always carrying. Thank you, Lord, for always healing. Thank you, Father, for always being present, especially in times of trouble. Thank you, Lord, for being a great God. Thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. Thank you, God, for allowing me to always keep on keeping on. In spite of what life presents to us, Lord God, you are more powerful and stronger than anything. Nothing escapes you. Nothing surprises you. Nothing can defeat you. And I thank you, God. As a warrior in the army, as a servant of the cross, Lord God, I thank you for equipping me, for changing me, for changing my heart, not my neighbor's heart, not my sister's heart, but my heart. Thank you for fixing me, oh God, not my mother, not my father, but me, oh God. Thank you for helping me to change who I am. It's all about my heart being fixed and my mind made up. That way, the enemy knows there is no vacancy here for you. This house is full of God and full of the word of God. And I thank you, oh God, that you have planted your word in the depths of my heart. And I thank you for hiding me. I thank you for allowing the blood to show forth when you see these filthy rags on this old body. I thank you, O God, for every good and perfect gift because we know it comes from the Father of lights. I thank you, O God, that you always have a ram in the bush. (laughs) And I thank you for the faithful few that come every Sunday. For you said in your word, where two or more are gathered, in your name, there you are in the midst And I thank you, Lord God, for being present in this place of worship, in this house of worship, in this church, this body of Christ. Even though we may come dragging, tired, Some may come crawling. Some may come feeble, yet they come. And that 
is what you honor, and that is what I am so grateful for. I thank you for the sisters that are here today. I thank you that every house that is represented here today be triple blessed in the name of Jesus. That the favor will carry them not only today but throughout their week. That you will cover them, Lord God. Bless them beyond their wildest dreams in the name of Jesus. That you grant them every peace that surpasses all understanding. That you protect them, Lord God, in their comings and in their goings. Father God, and that you will cover them with your precious blood. That the door cover their blood, Lord God. Cover their doorposts with your blood. As you cover mine. Keep our homes full of the word and free from the devil. In the name of Jesus, I ask it all. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God is a good God. Yes, he is. And just when you think you have reached your final step, God gives you even more energy. And he keeps that body moving in spite of this aging process we all go through. <laughs> I was telling sis this morning, I'm here, but I'm moving slow. It is not because my body aches, it's because sometimes your soul just gets tired. But I know there is a God who sits high and looks low, and that who will give me the energy that I need to deliver this word from up on high. Amen? And so today we're going to talk about Joshua. We're going to talk about Joshua today. Amen. We're going to be preaching out of the gospel of Joshua. (laughs) Should I say out of the book of Joshua? Joshua chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Beginning of the Old Testament. Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. I'll be reading from the message version today. When you have it, say amen. Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, and it reads, And then this, while Joshua was near Jericho, He looked up and saw right in front of him a man standing, holding his drawn sword. Joshua stepped up to him and said, whose side are you on? Ours (laughs) or our enemies? Hmm. Ask anybody, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? Mine or theirs? And the commander said, neither. I am the commander in God's army. You may be seated in your presence. (laughs) Whose side are you on? My subject matter today is taking sides. 
Anybody ever have to take sides? <laughs> Whose side you on? Mine or yours? When we were growing up as kids, we would always have these little silly games that we would play. If you dare to cross my line, then it's going to be trouble for you. I dare you to knock this stick off my shoulder, and it's going to be on in my world or your world. Taking sides. It's okay to take sides, but just make sure you take the right side. You can be vocal, but not loud. And if you're loud, don't be loud and wrong. Those of you who really know me know that I don't believe in taking sides. If you're wrong, you're just wrong. I don't care who you are, what your role or position is in life. I will not support your wrong. And I don't expect you to support mine either. That works both ways. I've dealt with a lot of people, counseling many couples, both gay and straight. Some couples have expressed their concerns that I favor one over the other because of my interaction with them. But in all fairness, it's best to remain neutral. But what if both sides are wrong? Then what? You simply back out of the situation and you let them work it out. Amen? Amen. The Amorites and the Canaanites were the two major groups living in Canaan at the time of Israel's invasion. Now, the Canaanites worshipped a variety of gods. Little gods, that is. (laughs) But Baal was their favorite. Anybody have their favorite god that they worship? Money, power, people, rules, perfect, hair, nails. They enjoyed worshiping Baal. The Canaanite culture was materialistic and their religion was sensual. The Israelites continually turned to Baal after entering Canaan. The Amorite gods also infected Israel's worship and turned people away from worshiping the true and living God. So you've got to be careful who you follow and worship. Amen. Because they'll have you worshiping some crazy stuff. Looking for the wrong God, Jesus, is what First Lady calls it. I'll call it strange fire. And these worshiping, and these people were worshiping these false gods, and it and eventually brought them to their downfall. Yes, yes. So you gotta watch who you listen to, and be careful who you listen to, because people will have you jumping off a cliff if they make it look appealing enough. 
Some people worship other gods instead of our creator God. And that is a big no, no. It leads to their demise and downfall like the Israelites. When the angel of God's army was faced with the question of whose side are you going to take? Joshua said, whose side are you on? Line of the enemies. <laughs> he said, neither. <laughs> I'm on the Lord's side, so therefore I'm not only coming to help you, I'm coming to take over. Yeah. See, sometimes God has got to just take over. Yeah. Yeah. And even though Joshua was the new leader of Israel, still he was subservient to God. We got to watch how we try to usurp God's authority. Because God will bring you to your knees and you will meet your demise. See, this angel was of superior rank. The commander of the Lord's army. Some say he was an appearance of God in human form. And as a sign of respect, Joshua took off his sandals in verse 15, as the angel commanded him to. And although Joshua was their leader, he was still subordinate to God. Amen. Amen. God is the absolute yes, Lord. leader. Yes, yes, we yes. must respect and be in awe of God, but so many people disrespect God, especially in the church. Yeah. And it's a shame the way people carry on in the church. Sometimes it's hard to distinguish if they're at church or if they're at a concert. People's attitudes are so messed up. And their actions even worse. The ushers, I mean. Ushers. Not not ushers, ushers. (laughs) (laughs) The choir is haughty. Because they stand up in a choir and they got 150, they lofty, and, you know, they singing before the people. So they, you know. High-minded, as my sister says. The members are unfriendly and uppity, judgmental, and everything in between that's not of God. And God is not pleased with their behavior. Mm. Hebrews 13 and 3 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels. Mm. It's out. All right now. All right now. You got to be careful how you treat people. Just because they look a certain way, uh-huh. Uh-huh. don't mean that they are without God. Yeah. 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 So you can look at me and say, "Oh, she, she got it all together." Shiny boots, a big old signet ring, nice fancy car. Oh, baby, she is doing it to death. But they don't realize that I'm human too and I have my own cross to carry. Amen. I don't know if I shared this story with y'all, but I'll share it with you again. There was this woman who had a million dollar bank account, walked inside of a church. She didn't look like much, sort of like Jesus, no stately look. She didn't look like she had any money. She looked kind of poor. She was kind of feeble in her walk. But she came to the church house looking for hospitality, and she found none. So she left, and she came back the next Sunday. She said, I'm going to bless this 
church with a million dollars, but I can't get nobody to show me the hospital. Because I wasn't young mm-hmm. and vibrant, mm-hmm. and I was having a three-piece suit for a fancy dress, for nice pumps and holes and heels and all the things that people like to look at in church. Mm-hmm. They plan church instead of having. Amen. Amen. So she left. So she wrote a letter to the ministerial staff, and it got to the pastor. And the pastor read the letter and began to weep. Because she wanted to bless the church with a million of her dollars. Mm-hmm. One million mm-hmm. of her dollars. Mm-hmm. 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 The church now. She saw the need. She saw whether her million dollars could do some good in the church. Mm-hmm. To have the church to build an extra, an extra wing onto the other church. You got to be careful how you treat God's people because you never know who can bless you. The ones you think can bless you are the very ones who typically do. Amen. Yes. (coughs) Jesus. When I see y'all come to church every Sunday, y'all don't know how much that blesses me because you got young folks in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s who complain about an ache in their toe and won't come to church. My sister had a bad fall yesterday. She said, since I had a bad fall yesterday, I can barely get up. I was on the phone for one hour when I'm coming to church. Amen. I'm not going to let the devil win. He is not going to win. If you put it in your mind that you are sold out for Jesus, Amen. can't nothing keep you from the house right. of God but you. That's right. That's right. Amen. Who's signing on? It's not about me. Yes, Jesus. It's about God and God's people. Amen. Joshua asked the angel, so who you side you on mind of the enemies? Neither. <laughs> I'm not on your side. I'm not on their side. I'm on the Lord's side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yes. And that's the best side to take is his. Oh, yes. Because then you'll be on the right side of God. Oh, and then you'll be in right standing with God. Yes, and then God will just pour out his blessings yes, on will. you. Yes, he will. Glory. Yes, he Glory. Will. Because that's what God does to his people. He blesses us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Whose side are you on? You're going to take sides? You better take God's side. We have to recognize the power of God. And we have to recognize his authority in the people that he's given authority to. Praise God. He gives charge over us. Yes, he does. His angels. Yes, Lord. So we don't dash our foot against the stone. Psalm like He gives his angels charge over us. So the angel of the Lord was coming to, to take charge. Over yes. Joshua and the orders so they could defeat yes. all the people who had dwelled in Canaan yes. prior to their arrival. Yes. My yes. Lord. God says, I'm not coming to just help you. I'm coming to take over. Yes. 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 And I'm going to cause you to defeat the enemy. Yes. Because now I'm going to take over. 
Well, you the leader, but I'm in charge. Hallelujah! Bless God. So sometimes we have to let God take over. Amen. Yeah. And we have to step aside and get out of the way. Stop trying to figure it out. And let God do the work. God has deep love for his people. And our action towards God must model our absolute reverence for him. You notice I never use the title Reverend Decker. Reverence belongs to God and him alone. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My administrative title is pastor, teacher. Yes. My spiritual gift is exhortation. Yes. Giving, But my administrative role and gift is pastor teacher. Yes, yes, yes. So you never hear me answer to reverend. <laughs> I'll ignore it. That reverence belongs to God. Yes. And God alone. We have to recognize who God is in our lives. And because I know God is my leader. Yes, he is. And I look to him for everything. Yes. The small things. And the Lord's things, and He always comes through for me. Amen. Not because I'm so good, because He is. Yeah. I have my own shortcomings. May not be like yours, but we all have them. Amen. But it's how we manage those things. Yes. How do you manage your anger? You have a very angry spirit, you know. You have a very foul spirit. How do you manage that? All of us have that that sin. It it, it can come out at any time. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus had it in him. He turned over that table. He had a change. He had a minute. Jesus had his moment too. But it doesn't mean we allow sin to cause us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Whose side are you on? What side are you taking? Don't be on my side. Don't be on the enemy's side. Be on the Lord's side. It's all right to respect God's people. It's all right to respect God's leaders. But we must reverence God. Yes. Moses was disappointed in the Israelites when they sinned against God. He went away for a sabbatical to spend some time with God. See, sometimes you gotta steal away. Amen. Amen. From the crowd, from the noise, from the distractions, and just hear from God. Yes. Yes. Jesus. So when Moses came back, the Israelites had built their own God. (laughs) So, well, our leader gone. We need somebody to lead us. Mm -hmm. See, sometimes you need to have just something to believe in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Believe in something. So the Israelites had to believe in something. So they built a golden calf. Mm -hmm. They built an idol. No, no. Big mistake. 
That was the worst form of idolatry you could ever engage in. Worshiping anything other than So when he returned from his sabbatical, he saw the debacle going on. He was very angry. And he said, let those who are on the Lord's side. He didn't say, my side. (laughs) He said, let those who are on the Lord's side join me. So you got to be on the right side. You got to be on God's side. You got to be in right standing with God so you can get the things you need from God because he wants to give them to us. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But we got to be in right standing with him. Amen. And I've learned in this present life you can't live for God and the world too. Amen. <laughs> you got to choose one or the other. Get in one lane or the other. Pick one sex or the other, but pick one. Amen. <laughs> well, pick one. Well. Don't strap with it. Amen. One foot <laughs> in the church and the other in the world. <laughs> you, know? you got to be all in for God. Amen. All in for the devil. It's one or the other. It ain't no in between. It ain't no buffer. It ain't no middle of the road. It ain't no middle of the bush. It's hot or cold. Amen. Yeah. Ain't no lukewarm. Ain't no kind of warm. Ain't no kind of hot. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You either on fire for the Lord. No, you're not. Amen. It's really not hope to decide whose side are you on. Amen. Can't love God today and hate him tomorrow. All right, man. <laughs> Same for God's people. You can't love me one day and hate me tomorrow because I don't do what you want me to do. is to love. God first and love our neighbor as we. Now if you don't love yourself, right, you're going to be able to love nobody else. Amen. That's right, that's right. Amen. I'm just saying. So when you love yourself, it's easy to love somebody else. It really is. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Everything. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as we. Do you love yourself? So it's only easy to love someone. Amen. You may not like what I do all the time, but love. Never 
You're going to love me in my wrong and right, but then if I'm wrong, you're going to get me right. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to get me right. I remember when my son and I were at odds because he just kind of wanted to do what he wanted to do because he thought he was 18 and grown. And then he turned 19 and was on his own. Then he turned 20. Then 21. And we finally had that adult conversation. You live in my house. I live in my house. You don't have a bill in your house. I I says, even if you don't love me or like me, you will respect me and you will respect my role in your life. Because the Bible says to honor your parents, your mother and your father. He didn't say your good mother, your bad mother, your black mother, your white mother. He said, honor your parents, your mother and your father, so your days can be longer on the land. I brought you in. Yeah. But God brought you into my canal, I'll take you out. Mm -hmm. And uh, he'll meet you deserve. Yeah. 
decision. Yeah. Not a choice, but a wise decision. Yeah. And I choose God over Amen. anything, anyone, and everything. Amen. Because God is God all by himself, and there is nothing that God won't do for his children. Amen. I'm telling y'all, my son got accepted into the study abroad program in London. Amen. Your grades got to be right in Amen. But your focus got to be on him. Amen. 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 Ooh. And your life got to be awesome. Yes. yes. And I said, well, son, yes. <laughs> you know my financial situation better go to the Father who owns everything. Amen. Amen. Who makes everything? Who does everything? Amen. Amen. Because Amen. this is what I can do. Amen. I can't send it to the Lord. I couldn't send you to Syracuse this time. But if you have a praying mother, a praying grandmother, a praying sister, a praying friend, somebody who can reach out. Because everybody can reach out. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sexual fervent prayers yes, of right standing people. Yes. Of belling that much. Yeah. Yes. Not because I'm good, because. Thank you, Lord. Because I got issues. They call flaws. Mm-hmm. They are. Amen. But because I know God is a perfect God. Ooh, he can yeah. Make it right. Yeah. Make it right. Oh, yeah. He covers up my flaws with His grace. Amen. Amen. And I'm so grateful that I chose God's side. I'm so grateful that I'm in God's army. I'm so grateful that I know who God is for myself. My mother introduced me to God a long time ago, but then I met him for myself. And I know him for myself. So I don't need nobody to pray for me, although I really do do love you praying for me, but I can pray for myself. Because I know God hears me. Because he knows I want to be right with him. No matter what I do, I want to be right. I can be loud. I can be vocal. But don't be loud and wrong. Choosing God is better than choosing your friends or your enemies. Respect for God is just as important today as it was for Joshua in his day. Even if you have to remove some shoes that are unholy from your presence. He said, take off your shoes, Joshua, Amen. for that which you stand on is holy ground. Yes. Hallelujah. Take off your shoes. Yes, Jesus. Now, we don't have to do that anymore. All we have to do is just say, you know what, God, I accept your son, Jesus, and we're good. The only way to get to God is through who? Jesus. Anything that's going to cause you to to disrespect God and his position in your life, remove those shoes from your feet. If it's unholy, God don't want it. God is not going to battle with us because he gives us free will. It's really simple. You are to worship him and him alone. 
Save yourself some grief. Yes. Time, disappointment. It's God over everything. Yes. It's God or nothing for me. Don't try to <laughs> give somebody heaven while you living in hell. Amen. And if hell is what you want, then what does heaven have to offer you? God is a big God. Yes, he is. He's an awesome God. Yes, He's a merciful God. Yes, he yes, he He's a forgiving God. Yes, He's an all-knowing God. Yes. He's an all-seeing God. He's an omnipresent God. Yes. He is the Alpha and Omega God. Yes. He is the beginning and the end. He's yes, the first he and the last. Yes, he is all-sufficient. He is El Shaddai, Elohim, Adonai, which means the ultimate authority. God is my ultimate authority. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. And so I bow down to worship him. Glory, yes, Lord. Glory. Joshua bowed down because he sensed the presence of the God through that angel. Jesus! He bowed down out of reverence for God. Out of reverence for God. We bow down out of reverence for God. Out of reverence for God. Out of total surrender for God. We bow down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For God to worship him, we bow down. Yes. 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 You see the Muslim people bowing down. They're God. They reverence their God. Yeah, the Christians represent the presence. Sometimes we can learn from other religions. Amen. <laughs> we might not necessarily agree with them, but we can learn from them. Amen. Joshua bowed down. He took off his shoes. He bowed down and he gave reverence to God. Out of honor and respect for God's position in his life. Thank you, Jesus. Taking sides is fine. You can pick the side. But you better make sure it's the right side. And that's on the side of God, the creator God. The Lord will fight for us, y'all. Yes, he will. If we'd only be still. But you gotta be still long enough to let him fight for you. Some people move too fast. Some people move too soon. And they miss their blessing. I remember back in the day when we were kids in church, we were always told to never leave before the benediction because you miss your blessing. Amen. Anybody heard that? I think I'm going to put it again. Don't leave before the benediction, you miss your blessing. Amen. Yes, and as a kid, I always believed that growing up. I'm like, oh, I can't leave before the benediction. You know, I gotta go and play work. I gotta go. But I always miss my blessing. Well, lo and behold, you won't miss your blessing. Be blessed when I come in.
God is ever present with you. He goes with you wherever you go. Yes, he does. So we can visit it right now and still be with God. Amen. And we won't miss our blessings because we're on what? The right side. So even though I love the benediction, my blessings will carry me. And they will follow me. Yes. Grace and mercy, goodness and mercy shall yes. follow me all the days of my life. Yes. The battle is the Lord's, amen. Amen. Yes. amen. So God sent the angel to fight, not only to fight, but to take over. So let God take over your battle. Amen. Whatever your battle is this week, let the Lord's angel amen. come forth. Don't let him fight with you. Let him take over and fight yes. for you. Amen. <coughs> As God is with us. Yes, yes. I pray that his angels will fight for you. Yes, yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this glorious you, day. We thank you for the word that has gone forth. We have taken your side, God. Yes, Lord. And I thank you for allowing me to have a choice. Yes, Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, that you have given me free will to choose you, and I choose you, Lord. Yes. And I thank you, God, for yes, this opportunity Jesus. to speak to your people, to speak to your children, to speak to your servants. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, for the favor that you have placed upon my yes. life and the life of this house. Thank you. Every person that dwells in it, Lord God, I ask a special blessing yes, upon them. Special favor upon them. Healing in the name of Jesus. Prosperity in the name of Jesus. Grace in the name of Jesus. Covering in the name of Mercy in the name of Jesus. Yes. Protection in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Father God, to touch their hearts. Yes, Lord. Heal their bodies. Yes, Jesus. Touch their spirits. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Keep their minds stayed on. Yes, Lord. Give them peace throughout this week. Yes, Jesus. Lord yes. God, pleasure them with your love. Yes, Hallelujah. Lord. And your grace and your favor and your mercy, yes, Lord. Lord God. And as we leave this place, Father God, never let us leave your presence. For you are omnipresent. We know that you are with us every step of the way. And so we ask you, God, to continue to walk side by side with us. Yes. As we meet each day, yes, and as we arise, Lord God, let us give thanks and praise, and let us bow down and worship you. Let us remove anything that is unholy from our Lord. That which we stand upon. We thank you, O God. We honor you today. We, we reverence you today. We thank you for your holy word. We thank you for your never-ending promises. We thank you for your unmerited grace. 
Is God preparing us for? I can tell you what He's preparing us for, and I'm going to talk about it today. I thank God for our vulnerability with Him, and that we are safe in His arms. Today, Lord God, I stand before. The cross. Yes, Lord. God, you know who I am. You fight my battles for me. You defend me. You hide me. Yes, Jesus. And I thank you, God, for hiding me. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for covering this house. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for travel mercies that you have shown to my family, my church family, as they travel back to Dallas. Yes, I thank you, Lord God, for their presence. Yes, I thank you, God, for your loving kindness. Thank you, God. I thank you, God, for your pardon of my sins. Yes, I thank you that you look past my faults and you see my needs. Thank you, God. I thank you, Lord God, that I am hidden by the blood, and I thank you for seeing me through the eyes of your Son, Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for this privilege. I am honored to stand before you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And preach the word to you and to share it with others. As they come to hear a word from you. Broken, sad. But you know how to put those broken pieces together and make us whole again, Lord God. For you take the fragments of our lives and you mend them back together so that we have been healed and whole in the name of Jesus. We receive our healing and our wholeness through the blood of the Lamb that was broken for us that we may have the wholeness and the healedness of life. And I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And I pray that the words that are coming from these lips of clay, words that are from the heart, Father God, for they have penned, been penned by your anointing. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that you would take whatever self is in me out. Yes, yes. That you will pour your dunamis spirit in me. Thank you, Lord. As I deliver this package. Of hope and promise. It is in the matchless name of Jesus I pray. Amen. 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 Amen
I have been nursing this word for about a month now. But I ask God to allow me to preach it from a sacred space. And not a place of anger or disappointment. Take self completely out of it. Amen. Because I don't want this word to offend, but to enlighten and to encourage. Yes. Taking my text from two different places. One is starting with Luke chapter 4. And we're going to start at verse 31 and read through verse 36. And then my adage to that message or appendage will be Acts chapter 16, verses 16 and 18. 16 through, but I will reference the text throughout the message, the second one. But the first one I want to start with, chapter Luke chapter 4, verse 31, and read through verse 36. And if you would please stand with me. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Chapter 4, verse 31. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And I'm going to read through verse 35. I'm sorry, 36. Then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee and taught there in the synagogue every Sabbath day. Yes. There, too, the people were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. I want you to say authority. Authority. Once he was in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit, began shouting at Jesus, go away! Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One sent from God. Jesus cut him short. See, sometimes you got to cut people off. Yeah. They start speaking ill. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus cut him short. Be quiet. Come out of the man. You ordered. At that, the demon threw the man to the floor. Amen. As the crowd watched, then it came out of him without hurting him Amen. further. See, sometimes the devil within you will hurt you. Yes. And some people have to call it out. Yes. You may be yes. seated in his presence. Yes. A man possessed by a demon was in the synagogue where Jesus was teaching. See, the devil comes to church too. Yes, he does. <laughs> this man made his way into the place of worship and verbally abused Jesus. It's naive to think 
that we will be sheltered from evil in the church, as y'all can see in some of these church shoes. But, somebody say but, but, Jesus' authority is much greater than Satan's. And where Jesus is present, demons cannot stay for long. Thus is my title, When the Devil Comes to Church. That demon spirit that was present in the church was there so that the man who was under the devil's control could be set free. The demonic spirit was there so that the kingdom of God would be demonstrated in power. Somebody say power. Power. And so that the people would believe it was orchestrated by God. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You notice in verse 36, the people were amazed at the authority. Somebody say authority. Authority and power. Somebody say power. Power. This man's words possess. You have authority and power to speak to that devil. Yes. Yes. And under your command, by the power of the Holy Ghost, Hallelujah. The devil got to go. See, God's people, we have authority and power to command the devil to flee, like Jesus did. Yes. God has given us love, power, 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 and a sound mind so that there's no need to fear anything or anyone but God. Amen. Why? Because God holds the keys to heaven and hell. Yes, he does. And he's the only one that can send you to one or the other. Right. Oh, yes. People cannot. Amen. Amen. The devil can also be found on the usher board. The choir, pulpit, the musicians, the stewards, stewardess board, deacon, deaconess board. He in many churches, in many auxiliaries, from the floor to the front, from the back to the side. He can be found in the pastor's guild, the bishop's circle, the elder board. The youth department, the deacon board, the deaconess board, and especially in church folk. I'm so glad y'all are here today. Church folk is people who go to church out of habit. And some to raise hell. There used to be this lady at my old church. Her name was Cora Abernathy. Woo! She was a hell raiser. And she sat on the front row with her pistol in her purse. She was a mean lady. She came to church and she brought hell with her. She didn't bring Jesus with her. She sat on the front row. She didn't care. She came to church, but there was no change in her. She came to raise hell. 
Not to bring heaven. People go to church every Sunday, fall on the floor, but no change of character. Has nothing to do with your zodiac sign. Has nothing to do with the family you grew up in. It's about your character. It's about your change of life. You can't be the same old person coming to church, getting the word of God, and still be the same person. You gotta change your mindset. Yeah. And with that mindset changes your routine. Where is your faith? Who is it in? People or God? Yeah. Now, the devil can get into Christians too. Yeah. Got into Peter when Jesus was trying to wash the disciples' feet. Mm-hmm. And Jesus called him, You acting like your father, the devil. Mm. <laughs> now, we know Peter's father ain't the devil, but that's who he was acting like. The devil, the father of lies, deceit, separation, and division. The devil can cause God's people to backslide too, yes, if you're not careful. Yes, yes, yes. Especially a new believer. Amen. Yes. At work, one of my daughters, I call her. Anytime people start acting up, she'll say, the devil. <laughs> and she says it when people start acting just crazy and things are just out of control. We know that's a spirit. Yeah. The devil is a spirit. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Jesus cast the demon out of the man. Yes, he See, did. he didn't cast the man. He cast the demon out of the man. See, we got to understand what that means and what that looks like. Yes. Because the devil comes to church. Yes, he does. does. Sometime on the front row, like Cora Abernathy. Yes. I can talk about it because she's dead now. With her pistol in her purse. I'd never forget her. I wasn't scared of her. But I just thought, man, Bold. this lady's tough. <laughs> she holds on to her purse like she got something in it, like my dear. <laughs> <laughs> See, the devil's job is to do everything opposite of God. Yes. So if God is love and we know He is, then the devil is all about hate and evil. If God is good and we know he is, then the devil is all about bad. God is just and the devil is unjust. The rain falls on the just, the believer, and the unjust, the unbeliever. Both believers and the unbeliever face challenges in life. Whether you believe or not, you're still going to face some challenges. But the Christian see, see, we have an edge. We have access to divine blessings, the blessings of Abraham. So it gives us power. Somebody say power. Power and authority, authority. To tell the devil to get out. We have access to divine protection. Divine, divine, divine. When we are under the covering of God, we have divine protection. From Satan's reign, his killing, his stealing, and destroying. Because that's what his job is. The devil is good at destroying churches, marriages, relationships, and friendships. 
But we cannot allow that to happen to us. We have the authority and power to command the devil to get out in the name of Jesus. Get out of our church, get out of our marriages, get out of our homes, get out of our families, get out of our relationships, and get off of our jobs. Get out. I command you, devil, to get out in Jesus' name. Yes. We have to continue to operate in love and not revenge. Amen. Vengeance is God's. And he will repay. He always does. Regardless of who is left here. Amen. We must stay focused on the journey. This past week I had a lot to think about my own personal relationship. I had a lot to consider and reconsider with this church and the people who are here. Weighing the pros and cons of my life's choices, not nobody else's, but mine. I'm I'm taking ownership of my stuff. My choices and my decisions. And at 54 years of age, I cannot afford to make any hasty moves, nor allow the devil to force me to make a permanent decision based on a temporary situation. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. So I shall stand. Yes. And quietness and confidence shall be my strength. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Jesus became a curse for us, y'all. He he became the curse for us. So that we could be offered the blessings of Abraham. And the blessing is received by faith, by faith alone. Yes. And increasingly manifests as we continue to abide in God and in his word. Now, this does not mean the weapons of warfare and destruction won't form in our lives. I need for you to understand. The word says, no weapon that is formed shall be able to what? Prosper. In other words, the weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And Every tongue, not some tongues, not these tongues, not that. Every tongue that rise up against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Why? We are the heritage of the servants of the Lord God. And our righteousness is of him, saith the Lord. Amen. So the Bible tells us to submit ourselves to God and to resist the devil, and he or she will flee. Amen. Amen. See, the devil comes to church, but we can send him packing with the word of God. 
See, when the devil comes to church, folks, we have to keep in mind that the people who come against us, they're not our real enemies. It's the devil. It's not them. It's the devil in them. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's not the people we fight against. It's the principalities. It's not flesh. It's the devil in them. It's not them. So don't hate them. But speak power and authority to that devil in them. Devil, I command you to come out of here in the name of Jesus. Devil, I command you to come out of here in the name of Jesus. Christ of Nazareth. Come out. I speak with power and boldness. Yeah. Our real enemy, enemy is the devil. Amen. Yes, it is. Sometimes it's the enemy in me. Sometimes we got a devil in us and we don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. That's why I ask God, whatever is not like you in me, take it out. God remove the evil if the evil is me. Yes. How about that? How about that? Hallelujah. How about that? We can accomplish things yes. together. Yes. But the enemy, the ungodly one, yes. he wants to kill our mission. He is a liar. Amen. And he wants our church to be all discombobulated over some foolishness. Amen. Really? Saints, this is time to be clothed with humility. This is the time. Humble yourself. I don't have to be braggadocious about anything, but I am bold in the Lord. Because I know I have the power and authority to speak to anything through Jesus Christ, and it's done. Hallelujah. Yes. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. <laughs> the farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that, that good seed is, is full of weeds now. What happened? Where did they come from? <laughs> An enemy has done this. The farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds? They asked. No, no. He said, you'll uproot the wheat. If you do, let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the then I will tell the harvesters, y'all, to sort out the weeds. Tie them into bundles. And burn them. And put the wheat. Y'all are wheat in the barn. An anointed leader will not be moved, and I I am an anointed leader. So as your leader, we together will move triumphantly into our new times, our new seasons, and our new destinies as God gives us the authority and power and strength to do it. We can do this. Yes, Lord. Yes. We cannot allow the enemy to come in and sow seeds of discord into our congregation. No, 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 no. 
must be vigilant. Yes. That means we have to keep a careful eye yes. on the possible dangers and difficulties of life. Oh, yes. We can't afford to let our guard down now. We are a peaceful body of Christ yeah. doing the work of God and with the right motives. Yeah. See? And that's to win souls for Christ. That's oh, it. Yes. Amen. That's it. We ain't here for show. Yeah, we not. Amen. And let me tell you something else. God tells us that he detests a heart that devises wicked schemes right. My Lord. and feet that are quick to rush into Evil. Jesus. That's an abomination to God. Amen. That's the abomination. Yeah. Not us. Yeah. That. Yeah. We don't need any unnecessary drama or foolishness in our church. Because it, it will creep in. The devil comes to church. Yes, tell you. Yes, See, the devil devises those schemes in high places, but we are all about the truth here and the light of Christ. Amen. Because light and darkness have nothing in common. Yes. They can't dwell in the same space. Yes. One got to go. So light wins here. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. We're all about God and lifting up the name Jesus. Amen. We're all about worship and genuine fellowship. Yeah. Authentic. See, people need to be real. Don't stop faking it. Yes, yes. Be yes. real with me. I see you anyway. All right. Just so you know. I see y'all's hearts. We're all about love. Amen. We're all about unity, yes, Jesus. peace, and joy. Amen. The devil is all about the opposite. Amen. The devil likes to keep a mess. Because right. he's a miserable, defeated foe. Acts 16. One day as we were going down to the place of worship or prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. Anybody ever been to a fortune teller? I know people who have. Verse 17, she followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God. And they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on the day, this went on day after day. And Paul got so exasperated, he got so annoyed and frustrated and angry that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly it left. So you got to command that demon yeah. that you fight on your job to come out of my boss in the name of Jesus. You got to command that demon that you fight in the grocery store to come out of that cashier in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You got to command that demon to come out of your sister or your brother in the name of Jesus. I command you to come out her in the name of Jesus. You got to use your power and authority to cast things out. Amen. You have it. Amen. God said you do. And if God said it, I believe it. Amen. See, notice that the people were headed to the place of prayer. 
to church. On your way to church, you meet the devil. She seemed, she seemed to be proclaiming the truth. You know, people are good at faking it. However, what was happening was the focus was taken off of God and on her. Because she was being all loud and wrong. The devil was trying to distract the people from focusing on God something that the devil does to try to distract God's people. Oh, yeah. So we can take the attention off of God and put it on him. Yeah. Another trick of the devil. He wants all the attention. Yeah. He wants your attention. Don't you give it to him. He wants God's people to take their focus off of God and lose sight of the prize. Don't you do it. What happened in both this, these two scenarios, the man and, and this woman? Their purpose was for God to show how powerful he is over right. the devil. Right. See? Oh, yeah. See, sometimes it ain't the devil. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> God's purpose was served in both cases. Why? Because those spirits were cast out of them. And their souls were saved. So the enemy was defeated. Who or what is the enemy of your soul? What demons are you fighting? You know, you always hear the folks saying, child, she's fighting a demon. Could be true. But you can get in your quiet place Amen. and use the power and authority that God has given you to cast that demon yeah, out. Lord, Lord. And you have to speak it out. See, God's yeah. word has power. I, I, talk to me. God's word has power. And he has given us authority to use our power. In whose name? Jesus. He says, look, I have given you authority oh, yes. <laughs> over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. I want everybody to stand up. Come on, mama. I know you got it in you. Everybody, I want you to stand up. I want you to take the enemy of your soul crush his neck. So see, the word is saying this in Luke 10 and 19. It says, look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. And the word says, nothing will injure you. So I want you to put the devil up under your feet. Oh, yeah. Devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Get out of this congregation by the power and authority that God has given me.
There's no power because God took it. Yes. And he got kicked out of heaven. Yes. Regardless if the person was sent there by God to set them free or if they were sent by the devil to disrupt the service, the end result is the kingdom of God is advanced and the people who are in the spiritual bondage have been set free. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, Lord. See, some people are still in a spiritual bondage and they don't even realize yes. it. Because the devil has gotten a hold of them and they're called strongholds. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Illegal soul ties. You, who have you wrapped yourself up to? Jesus. Who have you connected yourself to that you need to disconnect immediately from? Amen. I am often misunderstood. Some people may refer to me as bourgeois or bougie or standoffish because I don't mix and mingle with just any and everybody. A young preacher once told me, he said, Pastor, you make yourself too common with people. He said, you shouldn't do that. And I didn't understand what he meant when he said that. I'm thinking, well, I didn't grow up like that. The pastor that I knew, he went to everybody's house. He visited them in the hospital. He broke bread with them. He did. He sat on the porch. One pastor we knew smoked cigarettes, so he would come over to the house and sit on the porch with my dad and mom and just puff on his cigarette. I'm like, that's how I grew up. That's what Jesus did with the disciples. He hung out with his brothers and sister. Why are you asking me to not be so common with, with folks? Yeah. Now I understand what he meant. The Bible warns us against entering into ungodly relationships. And I want y'all to know this is the word of God. This ain't nothing. This, this ain't got nothing to do with me. Amen. This is coming strictly from this Bible. Amen. Proverbs 1 and 10, it says here, My son, if sinners entice you, if sinners entice you, do not give into them. Do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths. This is the word of God, y'all. This is not my word. This is God's word. This passage is, is, is like God is telling us to, to be cautious of folk. Tread with caution. Because you don't want to hook up with the wrong type of friends. You can have friends, but what kind of friends you got? And to me, I don't want to hook up with nobody who's going to take me away from God and God's word. Goodbye and good day. Because God says this and I will do that. What he says. It's okay to have friends. But what kind of friend will turn you away from what is good for you? Amen. What kind of friend would that be? My Lord. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4. Matthew, Mark, Luke, just a chapter prior to chapter 4. And I want you guys to look at verse 14. And it reads, the farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. 
Mark chapter 4, verse 14. I want you to get it. I want you to get this in your spirit. The farmer, the pastor, the bishop, the leader, plants seed by taking God's word, the Bible, to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. Beloved, don't let the enemy move you out of this fertile ground. Hallelujah. Amen. We might be small. That's all right. Because the word says, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So stay put. Don't allow the devil and people to take away what has been sown into your spirit. We've planted seed here at Sea Rock. We are seeds planted, not buried. We are planted for a season. We don't know how long the season is going to be. But I got a call last night from I know who's a prophet. He said, hold on, sister. He just called me out of the loop. He said, hold on, sister, because it's coming. He said, God is preparing you for something bigger than you. Amen. He said, move over, CDJ. Amen. 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 I said, well, all right then, so So the conversation made no sense at all. (laughs) But he said, he said, you've been in my spirit. I've been watching you on the internet. He said, man, you got it. Man. He said, and God is doing it. Amen. 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 Praise God. You know, I'm trusting God for whatever yes. God has in store for me because I know it's always good. Amen. And it doesn't come without struggle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't come without tears. Yes. It doesn't come without heartache. It doesn't come without pain. It doesn't come without persecution either. But whatever God has for me, I know it's good. And it's for me. And if I'm blessed, you're blessed. The whole house is blessed. That's the way it should be. Don't let the enemy sow seeds of discord in this congregation. Amen. To cause you to doubt your commitment to God Amen. and to this church. That's it. That's it. Your commitment is to God first. Yes. yes. Period. Amen. So stay put, beloved. Yes. As God's will is done in all of our lives. Yes. In church, sometimes things get out of hand. Things happen. To the point to where there is fear or disruption of the congregation happening. As as members of this church, I want you to know as your leader, I am able to handle any problem. I want you to have great peace and confidence to see that I am not worried or uptight about dealing with the devil because I know how to deal with the devil. I've dealt with the devil in my own house when he got up in my own son. 
in my seat. I said, the devil is alive. He belongs to God. I command you to flee and come up out of him. I don't know what he got a hold of, but he can't stay here. He got to go. So God had to show me that I have the authority. Yes. Power. Yes. Anything else that's not like him. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah! He had to show me. He had to train me. He had to, to tell me, you got it in you because I put it in you. Yeah. Now I need for you to activate it and use it. Hallelujah! Amen. All right. We have the power and we have the authority that yes. lives within us to cast it out. Yes. So cast it out. Yes. Amen. Yes. Woo! Find you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Go. I'm not worried about the devil. Hallelujah. He got kicked out today. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Go back to hell from where you came. And where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. I've been caught off guard one time by the devil. And some of y'all know the story. He busted in the church. And I ushered him outside, and I gave him the word of God, and he left and never came back. Amen. And I didn't have to threaten to call the police on him either. He says, you leave these grounds, and don't you ever come back to this church. I don't want to see your face. If you do, you have to deal with God, not the police. You got to deal with God. You don't come in and sow seeds of discord and disrupt church. That's a no-no. That devil fled and he ain't come back no more. I don't even know where he is. If your brother wrongs you, go show him his fault. Yeah. Keep it between y'all two. Keep it private. Don't tell the whole world. Oh, yeah. If he listens to you, you have won your brother back. Amen. But if he doesn't listen, take along two witnesses. Amen. Yeah. See, there's a one side, there's their side, there's your side, and then there's the truth. Amen. Oh, yeah. But if he does not listen, take along with you. One of two others, so that every word, every word, every word, not left out, every word, Amen. don't leave out your version, every word, don't leave out my version, every word, Amen. with you, one or two others, so that every word may be confirmed right. and upheld by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Amen. This is the gospel now. Because people will make up a lie, oh, yeah. and they'll make themselves look like a rose, yeah. and they're full of thorns. Amen. Yeah. The devil is a lie. He's a villain. They make themselves look good, so you appear to be a villain. The devil is a lie again. I can and will defend my own honor, but I don't have to, because God does it for me. The truth comes out in the end. If he pays no attention to them, refuse to listen to anybody and obey, tell it to the church. Church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be. Amen. Let him be to you Amen. as a pagan and a tax collector. That's the word of God. Yeah. Matthew 18, 15. Read it for yourself. It ain't my, it's this God. 2 Timothy 4 and 2. See, God told me, just give him the word. Amen. Paul tells Timothy to preach the word, be ready in season Amen. and out of season. So we got to be ready for whatever comes our way, Church of the Solid Rock, because the devil comes to church. Yes, he does. And when we recognize that enemy, 
command you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to come out of him again. Hallelujah! We have the authority and the power to do it! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've read it for yourself. Oh, yeah. He told Timothy to preach the word. That's what God told me. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove. There's your word. <laughs> Rebuke and exhort. See, yeah, yeah. see, you don't just chastise them. Lift them up too. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. my parents used to be up? Child, you hurt me more than it hurt you, but I love you because I don't want the police to. Chastising. But chastising. That is a rejection, and so be it. Amen. I will live by the truth, and I will live in love. Amen. I will not be bitter. Yeah. I have no regrets. Yeah. We must be patient in this role yeah. as a shepherd. Every shepherd should be able to teach their flock. Amen. And if you're a shepherd and not teaching your flock, then perhaps you should rethink your position at the church. Amen. When you know you've been called by God, he equips us. Yes, he does. He prepares us. Yes, he, does. he trains us. He teaches us. Yes. He'll rebuke us. And reprimand us and all those things too. You know, we're not above the law. <laughs> Some people choose to think they are. God will check us too if we get out of line. Yes, he will. And he will hold us accountable and responsible if we mess around with his sheep. Woe to the shepherd. So I am very careful do what God has asked me to do. All scripture, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, there's that word again, correcting, there's that word again, and training in righteousness. Amen. Make sure you write. Amen. Amen. And that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good in other words, all scripture is inspired by God and it is useful for teaching us what is true and make us realize what is wrong Amen. in our lives. Amen. Notice I said our, not yours, ours. We, we all of this together. Amen. We are perfectly flawed people. Amen. <laughs> it corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. There is never a wrong time to do what's right. Amen. That's why I don't go after people when they wrong me. I just, daddy. You got this. Amen. The people that were fighting me on my job, they gone. Amen. Woo, hallelujah. They have stepped down and moved into other positions, and they they gone. 
God removed them. Yeah. I went in that stall, I put one of them prayers on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it works, y'all. I'm trying to I use the authority and the power to cast that thing out. God is preparing and equipping us to do every good work, y'all. He's cutting away everything that's not like him. My neighbor and I were trimming bushes the other night when I got off work and she helped me edge the yard. He's cutting away. He's pruning. He's preparing. He's getting us ready. I don't know what that is. I've stopped trying to guess God. I just let him handle it. I'm like, whatever you want, God. But we have to be ready for when the devil comes to church. Okay. And we have to be ready to use our what? Power and authority, and authority to kick him out. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the next time he try to creep his head up in here, will you be ready? Amen. Enemy tries to catch us off guard, tries to get us off track, tries to distract us from what it is we need to be doing for God anyway. My Lord, do it for God. Don't do it for Pastor. Don't do it for Church of Solid Rock. Do it for God. Only what we do for Christ will last. Do it for all the right reasons and all the right things will come to you. All the enemies that I had to fight, God fought them and defeated them for me. So I didn't have to do anything but just sit back and see the salvation of the Lord. And I suggest you do the same. So when the enemy tries to creep in, tell the devil to get out. And you command him. You command him to get out. Get out of my car. Get out of my life. Get out of my church. Get out of my house. Get out of my son. Get out of my daughter. Get out of my mama. Get out of my dad. Get out. Get out. You got to go. You resist the devil, and he'll flee. Don't entertain him. Amen. Don't entertain the devil. Don't open up that Pandora's box because you might not be able to close it. Amen. The sleeping dog's lies. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Let stuff go. It's hard. Trust me, I've had to let go of a lot of things that I wanted to hold on to. Things that I love so dearly to my heart, but I had to let it go. It's causing me to delay my progress, and it was a distraction. Yes. Yes. The devil is a distraction. Yes, he is. And we can't let him get us off of our post. Yes. God placed us there. Yes. You don't let the enemy. Amen. 
Thank you, Lord God, for this word that you have given us. Yes. Thank you for the power and the authority that rests upon us and that dwells in this house, Father God. This temple is full of the word of God. Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, for equipping us and empowering us and for strengthening us to carry this word forth by the power and the authority in Jesus Christ. We thank you, O oh God, for every household present here today. We honor you today, Lord God. We worship you, Father God. We lift up your Son, Jesus. We have power by the word that you have given us, that you have planted in us. And let this word carry us through every season of our lives. Not just this one, but through the next season and the next season, and so on and so forth, until we see your face. I thank you, Lord God, that we have been blessed by your power, that we will continue to operate in the authority in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the church 